Welcome to The Veteran Doctor. This podcast is for anyone interested to improving their knowledge on veteran-centric topics. Veterans have dedicated their lives to serving our country, so now it's our turn to serve them as they transition back into their civilian lives. We have discovered that there is a lack of knowledge on the availability of resources and how to properly navigate the systems available to veterans when they transition out of the military service. This podcast's purpose is to help bridge this gap of knowledge and guide veterans to resources that they so deserve. The Veteran Doctor is hosted by Dr. John Heinzelman, who has a master's degree in sports and performance psychology and a doctorate in psychology where he specializes in research. He is also a retired Army Airborne Infantry veteran with 22 years of service. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Veteran Doctor. Good morning, veterans, family, and friends. Welcome back to the 28th episode of The Veteran Doctor. On this week's episode, we will discuss it's never too early or late to start investing for retirement. I have to apologize in the beginning for having a big break on my podcast. Um, Life happens and a lot of things have been going on. So uh, we took a little bit of a break for the holidays and for the beginning of the new year to get things in order. So uh, we're back and we will try to stay in line with uh, our schedule and we have some new stuff coming up. So uh, just bear with us and uh, we'll get this thing going again. So this week is uh, our 28th episode and um, it's about investing. So here we go. Benjamin Franklin stated, time is money. Although Benjamin Franklin may not have been referring to the effect that time has on money accumulating in an IRA, his words hold true with today's investors. That is because time becomes one of the best allies for investors. But even if you did not start investing in your plan until later in life, there's another old saying that it holds true better late than never three features of employer uh, retirement plans no matter where you are financially in life and how much you already have in your retirement account your employer's retirement plan may have features that you can build upon for your nest egg first the advantage of compounding interest and tax-free earnings until withdrawal is a great advantage second matching employer contributions and third the multiple choices of different fundings to develop your financial plan the earlier you can put all of these elements into effect the better your financial future will be for example if you start at the age of 25 years old even if you do not have much income to spare the smallest contributions can grow into something meaningful by retirement for example a 2% contribution from a $25,000 annual salary is just about $10 out of a weekly paycheck. If you increase your contributions by about 2% each year until you reach the maximum the company allows, for example, 10%, and earn a 10% return on your investments, you will have one point four three seven. Five three four three, which is that's one million four hundred thirty-seven thousand 
$543 by the age of 65. Investing can begin at 40 years old. So, many of you may have not had the good fortune of being able to start building a financial nest egg at a young age. So what does that what, what does that mean for you when you turn 40 and realize that you have not saved anything for retirement? Do not panic. You can still catch up, but you still have to push a little harder on the accelerator to get there. Initially, you will need to start contributing so much, excuse me, as much as possible to your plan, starting at 5% and then increasing by 2% each year until you reach the maximum allotted by your company. Additionally, it will help investing in more aggressive funds, such as stock funds, subject to short-term volatility, but have historically generated higher long-term returns. How your savings could grow. For people who start saving at the age of 40 and save steadily until 65, it is still possible to accumulate a significant nest egg. So whether you are fresh out of college, approaching retirement, or somewhere in between, the best time to start taking advantage of your employer's retirement plan, plan is now. How to catch up for starting late, saving for retirement, or some people just take a significant risk and attempt to get big returns, but there's more straightforward, more prudent ways to do this. Many reasons explain why older Americans are financially ill-prepared for retirement. Many people did not make enough money to set aside for many years. Others experienced bad luck in their careers, poor financial role models, unhealthy personal finance habits, and had did not have a proper knowledge on good money management. Many Americans placed other spending priorities ahead of financial retirement. Statistics show that only 43% of Americans' workers participate in retirement savings plans. Many people regret that they did not start saving younger in their life, forfeiting the vast compounding benefits. Other examples of compounding interest is displayed by the 25-year-old who puts 10000 in a stock index fund and only adds 500 a month until 65. He or she would get $2.34 million. Thus, a 9% long-term historical annual return gaining in U.S. stocks would compound only four decades with only a total of $250,000 investment. Late starter investors can take riskier approaches on their investment portfolios by looking into technology stocks, taking you to your goal a lot quicker. However, focusing on saving rather than investing as you get older may be a more prudent and practical uh, choice. As mentioned earlier, compounding investments returns over long periods is the surefire way to retire comfortably. Another example can be displayed by assuming you begin saving 500 a month at the age 25 and stop saving at 35. This is a $60,000 invest, initial investment. With a 7% annual return, you will end up with $720,000 by the age of 65 if you begin saving the same amount at the age of 40 and keep saving until 65. That is a $150,000 initial investment with a 7% annual return, you will net $412,000. 
So you can see the benefits of compounding interest. While beginning the, sa the savings of retirement process in the 40s and 50s is not ideal, it is not a lost cause for either. Playing catch up. If you are starting late on your retirement plan, you can take steps to fund your post-working years. However, you must first stop wasting time and make some potentially uncomfortable moves. The best time to start saving was about 10 years ago, but at least you are starting today. Do not be depressed if you are in a place of feeling behind. Many people are in the same situation will give up, saying it's too late. But that is not the case. You must create a plan that works for you. What's possible? Create a plan to find out. Research and discover how to retire early, build wealth, and feel secure. Do better and be more efficient with your time, taxes, investments, income, healthcare, financial goals, and more. Create a plan that will match your life, goals, and values. Older savers have potential advantages. They're in a peak years of their earnings, where their children are out of the house and off their parental support. This, in return, provides extra money to route into savings. There is even more money to be rerouted into savings for those who have paid their mortgages off. Fortunately, the government has recently, as of 2020, offers catch-up provisions to employees over the age of 50, an extra 6,500 in their 401k, and an additional $1,000 in their IRA over the standard contribution limits. You might be tempted to take a ton of risks in your investments to catch up. However, saving money is still far more important than how you invest 10 to 20 years before retirement. Saving versus investing. Let's show you an example of saving versus investing. Assume Jack and Jill Smith are 50 years old with little retirement savings. However, the kids are grown to supercharge their savings to make up for lost time. Jack wanted to take a more risky approach to catch up, while Jill would in instead simply save more. The Smiths have a household income of $100,000, which will increase at a 2% cost of living adjustment each year. Jill expects their investments to co uh, compound at 6% annually and would like to save 20% of their income. Jack thinks he can do much better than that by trading stocks and saving a little less. Jill thinks Jack is too optimistic. For the average investor, stocks usually have a money-losing proposition. The University of California study shows that active traders massively underperform in an index funding, thus showing that people who are trading the most also have the worst returns. Since the Smiths want to retire between the ages of 65 to 70, they're unsure how far their savings will go in such a, a short term. Here's an example of their current plan, one with a higher savings rate and one with Jack's stock picks performing at a high rate. This graph shows that the savings rate of 10% with a 6% investment return after 10 years has 143,977, after 15 years has a $264,000 and $29, and after 20 years has $432,112, with a 20% saving rate of 6% return, as $287,954 after 10 years, after 20 or 15 years is $528,058, and 
and after 20 years has an $864,225 um, savings rate of 10% with a 12% investment return has $192,013 after 10 years after 15 years has a $418,634 after 20 years has a $826,370 uncredited even if Jack doubled Jill's 6% return target, a higher savings rate would have led to better results. A doubling of Smith's savings rate from 10% to 20%, producing a better outcome than a doubling of investment return over two decades. So increasing your savings rate is way easier than increasing your investment returns. A balanced approach. Many people who begin to save late in life assume that all their assets need to be placed into the stock market to make up for lost time. However, your portfolio needs to be balanced with real estate, bonds, and cash with an ample savings rate. Taking on more stock market risks does not guarantee better results. The market will not give you profitable returns just because you need them. Your savings rate is something that you can control while no one controls the returns thrown off by the financial markets. Savings at an early age is essential due to forming solid financial habits and causing compound interest to snowball your money over time. But savings is probably even more critical for those who are behind on their retirement savings. This is because you do not have as long to allow compounding interest to do its thing. Embarrassing work. Now, this does not mean your time as an investor has ended when you retire. The Social Security Administration states that a couple who retires today will have a 50% chance of living until they're 90. So you could still have two or three decades to manage your money during post-work years. It is thus that your time as an earner and saver may, be, may have a shorter shelf life if you do not work during retirement. Working longer will allow you to save more money and let compounding interest do its thing, lowering your number of years your portfolio needs to last during retirement and potentially delaying taking social security payments. For example, delaying social security benefits from age 62 to age 70 can increase your monthly benefits by more than 70%. Of course, no one wants to work longer, but it can drastically increase your odds to, for success in retirement for those willing to be, to be able to do so.
Welcome back. We will move on to our next portion of our program, which is called Useful Bits of Information, UBI and Veteran News. And this week, we are not going to do that, and we'll move on to our shout-outs. This section is reserved for recognizing new members of our podcast and partners and sponsors who support us in everything we do. We cannot continue this podcast without everyone's support, so thank you. And this week, we do not have any new members or sponsors, so please listen to the next part of our program, which talks about our podcast, Patreon, and sponsorship program. Do you want to be part of something bigger? Do you want to help veterans? Have you thought about helping the veteran doctor? As you may already know, the focus of the veteran doctor is to improve your knowledge on veteran-centric topics. The research and information dissemination process can be daunting with the maintenance of literature, books, websites, blogs, podcast episodes, and other administrative necessities. This ultimately takes time, resources, and marketing to reach and support veterans, as well as their very diverse needs. We are so excited about the process of podcasting and the potential impact it can have on the veteran population. To keep going and improve this podcast, we would tremendously be grateful to anyone who can support us in our expansion and growth. We are looking to enhance this podcast quality and would find it more manageable with a bit of support. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars a month worth of entertainment, we would greatly appreciate you investing in The Veteran Doctor. We offer different rewards for different pledge obligations, So please see what may fit your budget. Once again, we appreciate your support. And from all the veterans out there who benefit from this podcast, I'm sure they appreciate your support too. Every program must establish a goal and milestones to determine what is going to be done with the funding. The first goal we're going to reach is a monthly pledge of $500 collectively. The milestones are number one, help pay for ongoing production costs, hosting fees for websites, blogs, and podcasts. Number two, help purchase rewards for patron supporters. Number three, offset marketing costs for websites, blogs, and podcasts. And number four, help buy new equipment and technology to improve podcast sound and quality. There are different rewards for each monthly donation amounts. The donation amounts range from $1 to $50 a month. The rewards include one or more of the following items listed depending on the level of monthly donation. Some examples of the rewards may consist of number one, a thank you on the show or website, Number two, a thank you email. Number three, early access to new episodes. Number four, show swag, t-shirts, bumper stickers, lapel pins, and a pen. Number five, a patron can read a short message on the show. Number six, call in as a special guest. And number seven, a patron can determine a show topic. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars worth of uh, entertainment, come on down and support The Veteran Doctor. As veterans, we have a lot of questions when it comes to transitioning out of the military. Or are you already out of the military and having trouble reintegrating? Are you having issues finding veteran resources? Or do you just want to learn more about veterans? Well, the Veterans Resource and Transition Guide may just be the solution for your issues. This book is available on Amazon.com 
and is in both ebook or paperback. It is a book written to help veterans with research, knowledge, and resources with their transition back into civilian life and beyond. Our society's current problem demonstrates that many veterans, as they transition out of the military, do not have the knowledge, training, or resources to reintegrate back into society properly. They do not know where to go, what to do, and do not even have a sufficient plan to survive. The purpose of this guide is to provide a one-stop and quick reference source of research, knowledge, and resources for veterans to easily reference to give veterans a better understanding of the dynamics of veteran issues, educate veterans on the process of transitioning out of the military, what to do once they get out, develop a plan, and provide resources to help make life a little easier during and after that transitional experience. Additional information has been added for our survivors' benefits for surviving widows and a military 101 class to help educate the civilian workforce on military culture and lifestyle. The guide's additional intent is to make it a living document by taking input from readers and providers on information and resources, providing an annual update to veterans on the ever-changing and developing process of transitioning and resources. This guide will provide resources of knowledge to veterans, helping guide them through their transitional journey. So grab yourself a copy today and get those resources you so deserve. Do you want to learn more about me? Maybe you uh, want to learn more about my new book or future books. What about our new veteran blog? Do you want to learn more about the veteran doctor? Well, my website may be your solution. My author website is up and is available for viewing at www.johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. This site will provide you with the latest and greatest information on me, my latest literary works, future works, my veteran blog, and this podcast, Veteran Doctor. A unique feature available on the website is the Veteran Blog. The Veteran Blog provides veterans with the latest up-to-date information on veteran-specific topics that affect everyday life, whether challenging or life-enhancing. The purpose of this site is to keep veterans informed and help improve knowledge quicker and on-demand. Subscriptions are available in monthly, weekly, and unlimited access depending on the veteran's informational requirements. The feature of this site will include special features, video, classes, depending on the subscriber access level. Please check it out and try our seven-day free trial. So as this week's episode comes to a close, we hope you enjoyed the information you gained on The Veteran Doctor. Remember, we welcome feedback on this podcast to help improve our quality and content. Or if you have any new ideas, please send them to info at johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. I hope you come back and visit us on our next episode. So until next time, take care. Be safe and enjoy your week. Have a good one.